0: The film was simultaneously able to critique masculinity, but also celebrate it, like brotherly love and the bond that exists between brothers. A lot of movies either have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s action movie. Yeah, dude, guns blazing. Or it's like super critical of masculinity. This movie really found a balance of showing what toxic masculinity and then what Mm, lovely positive masculinity masculinity is,
1: yes. Literally everything happened because of the dad, but it's like, oh, this curse, no. The curse is a curse of generational trauma Abuse, ego. Did he love his sons? I think he did
0: in terms of extensions of him or his legacy, but not as individuals. Mm. Because if he did, then he would have seen.
1: It's a red
2: flag. Because I don't mind it being like overly ham fisted woke or whatever. I'm fine. Fuck it. Whatever. I've been accused of. I just got accused last episode of of hating men, which I don't know how the fuck they came to that conclusion. Would you do? (laughs) But. Oh. Bro, I just said, I just it's said maybe bites. women not property. That's all I said. That's me personally. That's what I said. And you know, they were like, this, a certain, this man a, hates it's, women.
1: It's a certain I mean, sound them. bites. They, you know, they really latching on to. It. Yeah. yeah. The nigga said,
2: if you don't do what I want in this exact one element of your wedding, I'm defunding the whole fucking thing. That's the most controlling you my property type shit I've ever heard. Like, now look, I, let me start with my concession before I go off into why I think he's completely fucking tripping and she's 100% right.
1: He's abusive. He's the worst fucking father this oh. bitch could ever, ever ask for. I got you. Let's Kill go. him. Let's go.
2: Kill him. Put him in prison. Kill him. Shoot his ass in the head. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Let the demons have him. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. Let God it. sort no. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Let God deal with it.
0: No, because, okay. Yeah.
1: Said I was a whole misinterest. You hear that? You hear that? Oh yeah, how yeah, you a whole womanizer and you hate niggas at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how is this, I hate everybody? Yeah. I'm misogynistic interest
0: Yeah. I'm not a bigot, I hate everyone equally. It that's
1: couldn't a, it could never a, be me. I'm a
2: champion of equality. Fuck all of y'all. Basically a civil rights activist. Pretty much. I hate much. all you motherfuckers. <laughs> and fatherfuckers. And and non binary parentals, you know, figure fuckers, whatever.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and with that being said, Inclusive. shall we go ahead and get into it and introduce this grandiose pod? So, welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag, the number one dating relationship and a movie, traumatic wrestling, you know, coverage podcast in the world and known parts of the universe. So here tonight I present to you the enigmatic and sometimes problematic, luchador, a man of mystery known as erectile destruction in certain parts of the globe. Amen.
2: Oh, and oh, the okay. I was like, I was like <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of
1: new things about Mac. I was like, who's Shit. this guy he's introducing? What? what the fuck? I was like, how, did you, you know how did you know, know all that about me? me? What? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you Mac coming is next. He's he in the streets.
1: <laughs> he's known. But before we get to that, uh, Albert couldn't be here with us tonight because he's actually out on. Um, being a sommelier to lower middle class people, you know, giving tastings and describing fine wines that they could never afford. Hell
2: yeah. Mm. But. Wait, is he just tasting the wine himself and then telling them what yes, it tastes exactly, like? exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's too good for those never. peasants. There, exactly. <laughs> <the Germans. laughs>
2: I don't have enough bottles to spread among all of the, the, the masses. They could never. But let me just tell you, it is delicious and heady.
1: And best believe they will somehow leave knowing exactly what those wines taste like without ever He's having with experienced
2: words. it. He's good with words. That was the plot of that, that, of a comic book. What the fuck was that comic called?
1: Chew. Mm, I haven't seen that
2: one. It's okay, the plot is like there's this uh, woman who's a food reviewer and she's so good at food reviewing that like you literally taste oh. like and feel the experience and she can use it as like an offensive attack because she can describe something that's gr- disgusting and wow. it'll make you vomit. Oh, oh that's amazing. Ooh, huh? Imagine
1: yeah. how else she can yeah. use those powers.
2: Mm. You think it's sexually? Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Well, well, the just, sexton was be cra- the sex. The voice memo game is crazy.
1: Immaculate. But <laughs> got your nutting at the office tonight. We have a special guest, a renowned internet troubadour, recounting modern day epics and fables as seen on both the big screen and the small screen. We've got macabre storytelling.
0: And I also have erectile dysfunction, just
1: to make sure. Yeah. Well, let's not <laughs> leave that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's important. It goes on the CV, all right? <laughs> At the very last line, it's just so you <laughs> yeah, know, I <yeah>. no <laughs> erectile dysfunction yeah, yeah. in case you're wondering.
2: Excel, <laughs> oh, word processing,
0: <laughs> penis don't work. <laughs> that's a soft skill, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> cool. Hey, yo. Brilliantly
0: done,
1: really oh, really done to pod tonight baby let's go it's <laughs> ready to go. we I'm see, ready to see you go. <laughs> straight out the gate oh, hr department <laughs> so tonight man we talking um we are talking about the movie Iron Claw mm-hmm. which you know for those that don't know um can i mean anybody that's better than me at describing shit please give like a brief synopsis
2: Yo, Zac Efron fucked his face up
1: what is, you mean this shit is crazy his face up yeah. How you just his jump face is into Zach- to- How you just jump into Zach Efron fucked his face up? I was trying to say like <laughs> what this movie is about, real quick.
2: Is that not what it's about? Oh, my fault. I, I misunderstood what you were asking. Because that's what the movie was about to me. So I would say <clears throat> it's about if
1: Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's up?
2: What? It's about it's about Zach Efron's face being fucked up. That's crazy. But, um, <laughs> but if I'm describing what it's about, it's so it's following like uh, the Von Erickson's family and like their family curse. Like they're a wrestling family all together. So uh, first of all, this this like episode's gonna be all spoiler shit. So if you haven't seen it, like just be aware of that. But the Von Erickson's are a wrestling family who were like renowned, and they, and like the father was a wrestler, and they all worked together to like create like a wrestling empire. But as they were doing that, they were just plagued by intergenerational trauma, depression, tragedy, all this fucked up shit happened, and basically just decimated the whole family across like time. They, they lost themselves to wrestling yeah. essentially.
1: And we are about to delve deep all up into that shit. So In Zach guts. Efron fucked up his face could to like to portray this role because I damn sure did not know that that was Zach Efron you didn't until know who the it was. Yeah, I, no, I was know, gonna, I gonna say you didn't be... recognize him. You were gonna mm-hmm. be like...
2: the whole movie. You were like, why, we, why are people talking about High School Musical? What, is, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah, no, but I don't, he, didn't, I don't, he didn't do it for this movie. Because it's, it's surgery. Like, his face is like that always. No. Nah.
0: Well, so, yeah. He so has got there, the Lord Farqua. So, I think they're, like, not to, like, get too speculative. <laughs> I think there are three explanations. One, he, his explanation when people brought up about it is that oh. he, had, he had some sort of, like, motorcycle accident. And he oh. broke his jaw. And during the reconstruction... Oh, That's man, That's his now. story. I don't know how much yeah. it is true. The second is that he did get some sort of plastic surgery just for vanity, and it got botched. Or the third is that he probably on steroids. And given the fact, given his build in this movie... It's, but steroids it's, don't make your chin like that.
2: They don't do your lip uh, like that. Like, his whole face looks different. He got the Kylie Jenner shit. It's, it's, it's filler all in there and all kinds of stuff.
0: So apparently, though, because I was the same way... They show, if you look at a picture of Conor McGregor, how he used to be till now. Apparently, HGH that can actually have a lot of effect on your bone structure, um, and you'll yeah. get this like really thick. Like if you look at Conor McGregor now, yeah, he most likely abused HGH as well, and yeah, his whole neck is like it's like not even like it's not even like his chin and his neck. It's just like one neck. big, yes, big muscle head. Again, all yeah, legends I mean, look because
2: they they put all the Marvel dudes on that same cocktail. Cause he, I mean, Zac Efron basically has like the Marvel face now. Cause he looks like uh, uh, Nanjiani. I forget what the his first name is. Uh, Kumail, Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani. Fucking oh, that's uh, the dude another from good the example. Mm. Not the not the little the, the the British chef dude. The dude who's playing like Adam Warlock, like that guy. Oh, well, Poulter. Put him, they gave him Poulter. Yeah, they gave yeah. Fucking Chris Pratt. Like they give him. They they pump him full of fucking steroids and give him a new. Put a new, insert a new jaw in there. That yeah,
0: Kumail, a, yeah. particularly that was a big, because it was oh, such yeah. a they drastic a whole jump. New... Yes, I
2: don't know what they gave him. And he was damn. like, "Yeah, no, I just exercised." It's like, come on, man, come That's, on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> come on, how many jobs did you do to get that shit? My like, no, of here, no.
1: exercising yeah. this jaw like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Can, he came
2: out it. like the Crimson Chin.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The Crimson Chin trained him. Yeah, he must have. He's doing a lot of chin ups. Yeah, yeah but what very, y'all think very, about yeah. the movie overall, though?
2: That's true. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, as soon as I yeah. as soon as I finished, I thought it was I thought it was an incredible movie.
0: Um, I was kind of coming into it. Like I had no idea of the story. I kind of came into it yeah. thinking it was going to be like uh, a fun wrestling romp with like maybe oh, like shit, a little yeah. bit of tragedy mixed in. And yeah, then okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I got uh, a buddy really rude awakening
2: there. <laughs> yeah, no, the first. two seconds is you know they say my family's cursed i was like oh shit this shit about to be oh, serious God. as hell yeah my no because it reminded me of like the wrestler like i and i assumed the and warrior to an extent it was kind of in that same vein of like the washed up horror and terror of you know being in that world and you know destroying your body for like you know pennies on the dollar so i was super into it i thought it was just a great study of one the shit is real that's what's crazy to me, but just the way that like all that trauma and wanting to get something really, really bad can just destroy your whole man. family and mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. lives.
1: Right? Yeah. Because I, I ain't gonna lie, like going into it, I was not looking forward to watching this movie. Off the trailer, oh, really? I was like, man, what the fuck? i don't, you know, I was not. <laughs> what looking did it forward look like? Watching the movie, it just looked like something I just wouldn't. It's just something I would not have watched unless you know I had to. Prompted much. for content. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I'm not gonna lie. I ain't got there and get much, you know, sleep. The you know the day of mm. whatever. Twenty minutes in, I'm locked in. I'm taking notes and shit. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but man, was it sad as fuck, bro. Like I'm, and it hit, it hit, a, it hit home in a couple ways for me too. Like on some personal shit. I knew, yeah. And I, you know, and, and that shit fucked up my mood. Like I was sad as hell for. I was yeah. sad up until we recorded. Like you know the pre shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> you know, just because I stopped thinking about it.
2: No, because it's like, cause okay, one thing that I thought about while I was watching it was, I think people like I I, I was watching some other people talk about it. The double toasted dudes.
1: There's moments where he's pushing these kids way too hard, and he is doing it for his his to achieve his own dream. Mm-hmm. But then at other times, you could
2: tell like he also really does love his kids. He loves his wife. He lo- you know, he's they they show the tender moments with him, which makes it even worse. I know, cause it's like <laughs> if you just stop this shit. And they were like, oh, the dad kind of like. You can kind of see that he like really lo- he does love his kids, but like he's the problem. Da da da. And I'm am like when I was watching, I was like this motherfucker just seems evil to me. Yeah. Like he don't he don't seem like he has no redeeming empathy or anything. Cause how does your how does one son of yours tackle you to the ground and almost choke you to death and say you were supposed to protect him? I fucking I told you last night he was in a dark place, and you respond with it was your fault. It's
1: your you fault. You were supposed
2: to watch after him. He's your brother. Like, that's just, I don't don't see nothing in him that's good.
1: Bro, like, at every single turn, the dad was a piece of shit.
2: Every choice he had, every
1: opportunity to be a good father. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to lie, he had me in the first 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, it seems like he might be a troubled man, you know? But he he definitely loves his kids, but as that Oh, the black and white scene? Yeah. Yeah, the black and white scene. And then, like, even, like, maybe a scene or two after that. I'm like, okay, he's definitely been involved in his kids' lives. He does seem like he loves and he wants the best for them. But as that movie kept progressing, at every given pivotal moment, he was just such a piece of shit. And then that same shit goes for the mom damn near too. Cause like I was I wasn't fucking with the mom either. I'm like, how the yo, yo, yo children, we I mean, it's plenty of shit we talk about today. I just want to talk about the mom real quick. Like,
2: no, no, let's go. Cause, cause yeah, I, th- I think she's a piece of shit,
1: yeah. Because, like, you know, you, when they're kind of, like, growing up, c- coming of age, what's the uh, youngest boy's name? Um, Mikey. Oh, the, the musician? Yeah, the musician, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. the yeah, youngest yeah. son. Mikey was, like, the dad was, like, going extra hard on him. Motherfucker clearly don't want to be a wrestler. He wants to explore uh, music. Do that. But he's being, but the dad's being a dick, being extra hard, trying to get him involved or whatever, da 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 And then Kevin goes to go and speak with his mom to see, hey, can you please rein this motherfucker in? Mm. And she's like, that's between y'all. That's between y'all. Nope, I want to hear that shit. We're getting ready for church.
2: Anyway, just putting on my makeup. Oh, okay, yeah. it's not a problem. It's right. like, yeah, because it's a very, t- like, particular kind of neglect. And I wonder, because mm. it's like, I think it's easy in situations like that to be like, oh, she's a victim of, of him too, and all that kind of stuff. And I, there's something there, but I think y- if you're a parent, if your partner's not actively beating your ass, I think you've got a responsibility to resist their abuse of your yeah. children. Like you've got, and if you're not standing up, I think at that point, I'm I'm going. You're you're part of this problem. You're 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 allowing and facilitating this man literally killing five boys. Like actually, I think it was six because they left one of them one out from the movie. So it's yeah. like
0: I don't know how I, I don't know how I felt about that in particular. That decision
1: they didn't say um, they didn't say what
0: happened well so I think it was sort of like a um from what I understand I think is I think it was Chris it was the yeah the one Chris they left that. Eric, I think yeah so he was born I believe he had asthma he was on the shorter side I think like five seven and because of these two things it really kind of prevented him from rising I think he wanted to be a wrestler but it kind of prevented him from like rising in the ranks he just didn't have the build or ability he could do it he ended up also shooting himself uh, I think in the head.
1: Damn, is that the, the, real the, the, real oh, the, the real life story? Gotcha. That's the real life gotcha. story. That's the real life didn't Chris movie. wasn't in the movie. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Which is insane when you think about when you watch the movie and you can't even believe that this happened to all three of these boys. And more shit happened. And to think yeah. that there was
1: another one and you're like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, because when shit started getting fucked up, I'm like, this all happened in the span of two months. Right, because the baby was
2: like, I was like, "Yo, the baby is only like two now." Right, I was yeah. just still happening.
0: Oh, I, d- I do think that was a change. I because like me and my girlfriend, we looked into it after, and that's when we discovered about Chris. They did streamline it. For okay. example, Jeremy Allen White's character after he wins the title, it makes it look like. He goes out. He fucks himself up that night. That night, I think it was like two years later or something. Oh, oh okay, okay. It
1: okay, damn showed so yeah. this so like it was the very same night when they said that hey, yeah, they know. don't, they don't want me back.
0: So Kevin, uh, Zach Efron's character was in Kevin. Jeremy Allen with was Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie. It was after I think uh, David who was the brother who died in Tokyo. Yes. Um, oh, after yeah. his death, Kerry was that. There's that scene where you know Kevin wanted to step up a Carrie i can do it that i'm i want to yes. be the one that does the it. Coin
1: and he got to do it
0: yeah so carrie yes. won he wins the title because he beat rick flair that was it he beats rick flair yeah. yeah in the movie he literally comes home that night with the belt to like the empty house it's, it's almost that emptiness of finally achieving your you know this big goal this lifelong goal and then what do you have the show for it it's once you've reached that yeah. apex do you go from there
2: i think that was something that was also fucking me up about the movie because they did a good job of like kind of hiding this even though they talk about it in the movie but i'm like isn't this shit all fake like these aren't even like y'all are winning shit that isn't even a competition like is was my understanding of what the fuck was going on it's like oh yeah we fought hard and we won it's like but who's gonna win this is decided before you even step into the ring if i'm understanding all of what you all have talked about so the way they were, like, talking about some of these fights, I was like, what are y'all even training for? Like, I, I, so, some of it was, like, j- just felt silly to me. Well, I mean, it, it, they did a good job of, like, making it to where I didn't think about that much, but.
1: That's the thing with wrestling because, like, it is very much so um, scripted, and it's pretty much scripted, but, like, it's still, like, these people are, like, real athletes, trained athletes, professionals yes. that do go out and put their body in. They body on the line 100%. every night.
2: They cut themselves and shit. Yeah, to like, get like the you know, on their so, face, yeah.
1: and like a lot of the times, like they do get injured by accident. Like shit happens all the time. Yo, but nah, when Zach
2: got slammed on the ground,
1: yeah, on concrete. Ugh.
2: Yeah, on concrete. Because
1: I was like, I feel for him so much because yeah.
2: he's so gentle, you know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, he was the most, and that's fucked up because he went through the most shit. If you really think about it. And he
2: had the most heart for it, you know?
1: Yeah, because he had that big brother spirit. Like, he had to take care of everything. But he also did have his own somebody to lean on, of course. And that got really tough for her Yeah. and, like, his family. But anyway.
0: I think a good way to think about it, because I kind of used to be when I was younger, you know, I kind of downplayed the idea of, like, oh, the wrestling is fake. But then you actually see what they go through. It's like, that's not, it's fake in terms of, like, the drama, but not in terms of the physicality. Um,
2: yeah, I'm not saying that it's not like real in terms of that they're like it's like um it's like being a, a ballerina or something yeah. like that. You're going you're going here's what I here's the choreography I have to go through, and this requires pushing my body because that's the whole time I was watching. It, I was like, oh, this is ballet, this whole thing feels like Black Swan. Like when he's doing that thing in the ring where he's like bouncing himself against the ropes, and he's like he's like dropping himself and falling and getting back up. I was like, oh, you're doing like you're doing dance routine like like fucking iterations or whatever you are such an art
1: student yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and then but that's what it was i mean that's what you could tell whoever made the movie that they were thinking that same thing Mm -hmm. but you don't you're not going in there surprised with the outcome like oh i lost like you know who's gonna lose before you walk in i think (laughs) like you you know
0: i think a good way to put it is like think of it is like like if you think of like american idol um, obviously mm. it's supposed to be a singing competition who has the best voice, but also does personality, does that Popularity also take, contest. cause like there's that scene where Zac Efron's trying to like ramp up the crowd and then his brother takes the mic and yeah. does it for him. And then he kind of wins over the crowd and then the father's like, oh no, I think he should do it. He should um, go first It's almost like several actors auditioning for a movie who ends mm. up getting it I th- kind of like That's that. That's a I victory. Think. Yeah
2: what you just said was something that really i really loved about the movie is that there were all these moments in between the tragedy in between the suicides and the deaths and the self-harm and all of that kind of stuff there were so many moments that felt like this really like slice of life comfortable nostalgia family love like just when they go down to like the fucking um that local college and like they're like or, or like the the, the local the wrestling ring and everybody's the, and everybody's like storming in. It reminded me of that scene from like Atlanta where everybody, or ATL rather, where everybody's like coming to the skate rink. Like it was just this like community coming together around a situation thing and that moment where they're in the backstage and zach says why didn't you why don't you let me talk mm-hmm. and he's like oh man i thought i was helping you know but but you're right you really think about how they've been raised and how their father pits them against each other and like you know he's my favorite but you're second but the rankings can always change and you got to push that harder and shit. yeah your brother died it's sick shit but <laughs> the brothers never felt like they turned against each other no they like despite the fact that the way the dad was they were all like Come on man you gotta be you gotta be softer on Mikey like l- cool, you got a gig we'll we'll sneak you out of the house and we'll, we'll drive you there like you're right, I did interrupt you and like take the stage. I thought I was helping you because I could see you floundering, but I realized that that you know I didn't give you a chance to to kind of you know g- step into your own and like they just all had that love that I thought was really beautiful yeah. despite their father you know
0: the film was simultaneously able to critique masculinity but also celebrate it and like brotherly love and just the bond that exists between brothers. I feel like a lot of movies, they kind of have to be like, either like Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s action movie where it's all about, yeah, dude, guns blazing like bros, yada, yada. Or it's like super critical of masculinity. Mm. This movie really found a balance of showing what toxic masculinity is and then what mm. lovely, positive masculinity, positive masculinity yeah. is. Because
2: yes. so much of their brotherhood and the way they like showed up for each other, even the way Zach Efron struggled with, but then eventually did show up for his wife and his children mm-hmm. was like, That's what being a man is. All of that, you know, and and like not even just the like, because I feel like sometimes positive masculinity is like, you know, I'm a man, but I garden, and it's like, well, that's not positive masculinity. That's just a a man doing something traditionally not masculine. You just
0: like gardening, yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: yeah, you just like gardening, but or like I'm a man, but I also it's like something that I liked about the movie is that they showed the positive aspects of shit that is clearly masculine, like when they were playing football and wrestling with each other and like pushing each other and like, yeah, no, I'm the best, da, da da da. But it's like. It's a love dance, you know. Yeah. It's like we're we're brothers. We're competing, but at the end of the day, we don't want to r- truly harm each other. Similar to wrestling, this is cooperative, but it's it's specifically man shit. Yeah. If that makes
1: sense. But and then like with the, when it comes to like the toxic ma- the toxic masculinity portion of it was all throughout the movie when shit started to go left and like you know these deaths and tra- tragedy tragedies started to happen mm. and the dad set the tone for the first funeral. Ain't no crying, mm-hmm. take them shades off, show your face. Yeah. Don't nobody cry. And then like after that, after every fucked up thing happened, you never saw like not one of them cry, but it was mainly focused on Kevin, sure. i.e. Um, Zach Efron. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. how he was not crying, but he was clearly in so much pain, but you got all this pain and hurt just pent up and bottled up. You see it built building up in Zach Ephron, but it's manifesting in his brothers. And like them mm-hmm. committing uh, you know, committing suicide and just not taking yeah. care of themselves and trying to push through. Yo, the, the way, pain or
2: whatnot. Uh, David died was crazy. Like that. That's also that's that's self harming toxic masculinity. Because how I can't imagine vomiting a fucking like bucket of blood into a toilet after being in excruciating pain and being like, Nah, I think I'm gonna go to Japan and do and get some work done. Like, right? You want to maybe go to the doctor a little bit?
0: Just a check
2: up right Nah, I'm now. fine. I'm
0: good. That was sort of. You know, it was funny because I remember that scene and I actually, at first, I didn't like that scene because, you know, I kept thinking in that scene, well, obviously, like, Kevin is sort of, like, our POV character, but I Mm. kept remembering that scene where he comes home and the father tells him that he died in Tokyo. Yes. I kept, I was kind of upset that it was like, oh, why didn't they show us that scene of, you know, him in the hotel room? And then I, Mm. but, but then I kind of rethought it and I'm like, I'm glad they didn't because it shows that sort of, um the attachment like imagine like getting home and learning that your brother has died and he wasn't he he wasn't even like by your side you couldn't even say bye to him he was thousands of miles away that loneliness that isolation of Mm. just being in some random hotel room that there
2: was no hospital bed that you come to sit by his side as he passes away it's just like yeah this is some shit that happened on the other side of the plane yeah but he did yesterday
1: he he did get the card from his from david thinking that he would be coming home like Uh, you know and oh, that was, which was yeah. fucked up, but it's like... After the death, yeah. Yeah, after he found crazy. out, like, that card came. It was like, that's fucked up, but at the same time, it is kind of, um... Like, some sort of farewell. Like, he said, like, they kind of got... Yeah. To, he, he, it's like you kind of get to hear your brother's voice, in a sense, or Afterward. experience your brother, like, after they're gone. Which was a gift That's a in and of itself, you know what I mean?
2: It is. Because, I mean, sadness is a weird fucking thing, because I've had, like... Like, I've, I've been going back through my emails and stuff to just – because, you know, your, your inbox gets gets crazy. Like, you, uh, on paper, you're supposed to have, you know, inbox zero, whatever the fuck. But it's like everybody's Gmail got 3,000 fucking emails shit. in the shit. Yeah, 20k. Um, yeah, 20, God 20, damn 30K. um So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got just emails. But I'm scrolling back through them, and I'm like, I've got some emails from people who are dead. And mm. it's it's strange to, you know, kind of go, like, if I were to write back to this email address, there's nobody on the other end. And, like, this are, these are the words of, you know – and I've even looked at some and I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't I didn't get to reply to this one and I never I never will, you know what I mean? Like I could, but there's nobody to read it, you know? And it just something about like the way the technology and like writing allows us to like experience people who we've lost is like some wild shit. And it hurts, but yeah, it is a little bit of a gift. It's like, you know, uh, what is it? Love persevering, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that's yes. My God, all of it. I mean, just so so much love, persevering, because all yeah. of them left notes.
2: They did. That's true.
1: It's a good
0: point, yeah.
2: Some some shorter than others, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very short.
1: short. Yeah. Hey, yo, <laughs> peace, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere better than this motherfucker. <laughs> I think I that, that was on the side, my boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That, because Im- obviously, like the the film serves as sort of like a tribute to the brothers, particularly mm-hmm. with that final scene where yeah. you know, they all. Reunite. Um, yeah. And I think that isn't part, you know, not to. I, I think as the film alone is incredible, but, you know, looking back, I do think that that scene in particular does make Chris's removal from the narrative kind of sting. It kind of feels a mm. little bit. Because it's, I don't know, it just kind of feels a little strange to think about that. That, like, we have that l- wonderful scene of, like, all the brothers reuniting in the afterlife. sixth brother. Uh, except mm. Chris. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, d-
1: my dumbass is about to say, Well, what if Chris didn't want to be in the movie? No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> right. The what if Chris right had thing, objections. <laughs> he didn't want to show up for rehearsal. So he they just, you know, it's fine. Josh I'm, thinking everything it's all it's all this is a reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> they all really killed themselves on this right? movie. Jeremy Allen White oh, is man. no longer with us. Yo, also, he killed himself. I don't know if this is how it happened in the real life, because he set him on the table and I was like, Why is his head not fucked up? Like, how is why is his head not blown off? But He killed himself by shooting himself in the heart.
1: Yeah, I thought I was I was wondering the same shit, but I and I I thought to myself like, could that be like symbolism for something like literally being shot through the heart Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: like not being able to take life anymore? Like having this darkness just consuming you, and like Mm -hmm. you achieve this great thing, but it's it's not anywhere near good enough. Like your body is deformed, and you can't hide it any longer. You're trying to hide this, uh, you know these these deformities are uh, deficiencies. And mm-hmm. like, maybe it's, like that was like being shot through the heart to him. And so maybe yeah. that was like a literal representation of it, but I don't know. That's I get a wild one. That shit to go got out. to hurt.
2: That's a wild one. Cause I'm like, you got it. Cause, cause you kill, you go. Ksh.
1: Ah, nah, to make, ooh, not to make ooh, fun of. Hurts. We're not making ooh. fun of. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah,
2: yeah. that's a I wild way to that. go
1: out, man. It's, yeah.
2: I don't think it's disabled to say that. I, like that just shit has to fucking hurt like a motherfucker while you're dying. Like, you shoot yourself in, in the head and you're gone. You I mean, that's why you heart. did it through the
1: heart. You shoot, you know, you, that's, that's the same. Can't have a similar effect. That could, could be an NKO. ko I, Nah.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think you shoot yourself from the heart and you, it takes you, like, a good, like, five or six seconds to die.
0: It may have also been a matter of, like, you know, maybe he didn't want his mother you know or maybe he his, wanted his an open head. casket or something that's mm.
2: i think that is that that's that's a good because because it did allow for them to do an open casket because yeah. he didn't he didn't you know shoot himself in the head and then seeing this, like at the end when they had when he's sitting at the table with his brother's body that he's placed on the dining room table after almost i was like yo know, when he was choking his dad i was like kill this motherfucker do like just 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 finish it <laughs> just do it um because he's just he's just a ball of fucking there's nothing left and i you know, I'm not. I don't know that the father was a, a psychopath. I think he maybe lost his way somewhere along there and just couldn't see what he had become. Maybe they exaggerated things for the movie, and because he once was like a saxophone art boy who used to write music for his girl and poetry, and somewhere along there he lost that and just became this this monster. But th- the the God. the the man who was getting choked out by Kevin was not. There was nothing salvageable at that point. I don't think
0: something that kind of unnerves me is sometimes I think a lot of These men, because of their their sense of masculinity, they almost treat their wives, particularly their children, as not only less individuals, but almost like props in their life. They're like they're extensions. They're extensions of of my legacy. Yes, and that was exactly what this dude was. And to like your guys' part when they said like, did he love his sons? I think he did in terms of extensions of him or his legacy. But not as individuals, mm. because if he did, no. then he would have seen clearly this is not good for you and your mental health and physical health either. So. Right.
1: And that, and that's actually one thing I want to get into is actually addressing the curse of the what was their last name? Von Erich. Von Erich. Von Erich the curse of the Von Erichs, like the curse. And I was thinking about this, like while I was watching the movie is like the curse is a curse of generational trauma. Abuse, ego, and um—that's another word that's not coming to me right now. But when I thought about like you know when the curse originated, they said that he the dad took the name the last name Von Eric from his mother, the dad's mom, and their side mm. they had the problems. So I'm kind of thinking like, okay, like what if like his he got so much abuse from like his mom's side of the family, which began the cycle of or continued the cycle of abuse and generational trauma that he later then passed down to his sons, i.e. the curse. Because literally, all that shit happened because of the fucking dad. Oh, 100 Literally yeah. everything happened because of the dad. But it's like, oh, this curse, no. Your father is not treating y'all like humans. He's not taking care of y'all emotionally. He's not allowing y'all to have no emotions. He's not listening to y'all. All he is worried about and consumed with is a fucking WWF. World champion wrestling belt.
2: belt, just crazy. Like. How do you how do you lose sight of your children in that in that moment? I just I, yeah, I can't I can't even imagine it. Because you know every single boy except Jeremy Allen White's carry uh, uh, his one seemed like that could have happened without the dad to an extent. Because it was like he won, then he chopped his foot off in the motorcycle accident, and then all of the things that came from that of him feeling washed up and not good enough, which, to be fair, all of that not feeling good enough stuff was about how the dad raised him. Mm -hmm. But David and Mike, those two were like direct, like, you killed them. This boy was vomiting blood, and you probably knew about it. You saw him in pain. You sent him out to Japan anyway. The boy, Mikey, you put this motherfucker in the ring when he kept saying he didn't want to, and he fucking lost his shit, and then no you tried to put him back in the ring after he had the fucking toxic shock, shock syndrome and
1: his brain was all fucked up for no and reason. And now he can't play music. Didn't even have to happen. Like didn't that if he if there was one of them that did not need to wrestle, it was Mike. it was Mikey. Like and there was no reason. I mean that was crazy. If that was actually how he well not actually how he got injured because that was just such a freak. A freak accident it was just some show it was a shoulder dislocation it was, a shoulder, some it was like shit, some yeah. simple shoulder shit. but the surgery like he had a fever the toxic shock going to a coma from something so minor i guess especially by the today's yeah. standards oh yeah so you don't we would never think about that happening from a shoulder that, and
2: that kind of shit does that kind of shit does happen it's rare dah, 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 yeah. but it's like he shouldn't have even been in the ring in the first place but two, the fact that after that shit happened they still were trying to talk to him about like wrestling. This motherfucker was literally mentally like handicapped. He wasn't the after same, he
1: wasn't the same. He Mikey wasn't the same, that.
2: yeah. He was talking different, he was walking different, he was breathing different. Like, they he was in the interview and they were like, Hey, so what do you think about this? And he was like, Uh, I'm gonna gonna be you could see be he was struggling, soon. but even when, when you back, back, come he back couldn't to couldn't the point, like the,
1: the reporter asked, So, when you're coming back. What the fuck do oh. you mean? Right, bro, when y'all, don't see, back? Y'all, y'all don't it was see y'all don't see
0: how he, he can't even move his hands, like it was almost darkly comic where he's like sitting there barely yeah. able to string words, his eyes yeah, he are was kind slumped of slumped over like It's like know. so when are we getting it's like what the f- like what the hell was wrong with you? you serious? About? I'm injured, and I'm never gonna
2: be better again, probably. And then there's that scene where he tries to play the guitar, and you can be like, "That's
0: don't fuck with me." That's dude. when he's gonna kill himself. That's I because it's
2: like, like he doesn't have he doesn't have what he's he was put on this earth to, to to create music, and we get to see him in his element one time. All the girls is feeling him. His bros like took him out one night. We're gonna sneak you out in the pickup truck. We'll push it down the fucking you know driveway so that mom and dad don't hear. We're gonna go out and have a great night. You're going to get to be who you want to be. We got to get back to wrestling after this, but you get to be who you want to be. And now, fa- flash forward, he can't play the guitar no more because his, his brain is all fucked up. His arms are fucked up. His body's fucked up. What am I alive for? Y'all I'm out of here.
1: Y'all remember the song yeah. he was singing that night? No, no. What was it? Oh, how did it go again? Pass mm. the grave forever. He just kept saying that shit. I think that's a real foreshadowing. Something. I do think so, yeah.
0: I do know that the song, to your point, the the song, and now that I'm rethinking about it, it's, like, very dark. Um, The song that plays when they're all walking to, like, the scene you mentioned when they're all walking to, like, the, not the rink, but, like, the area where they're all hanging out, it's, like, the 70s, and there's, like, that big tracking shot. It's Don't Fear the Reaper Mm. by Blue Oyster Cult, Uh kind of foreshadowing. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, looking back, I'm like, Jesus. Jesus. I think the last time I was on, or the time before that, we were talking about Whiplash. It's, it's interesting because I kind of got some similar vibes from this film in the sense of being motivated and being driven and having goals is good, obviously. I think so. Ambition think is great. So. and some And obviously, in order to reach your ambitions, there are times when you have to suffer. You have to go through hardship. You have to go through difficulty. But I think particularly, and this is what I'm sort of scared of with a lot of young men nowadays, is, I think a lot of young men almost associate suffering with some sort of like higher purpose. Like the more I'm suffering, the harder my life is. It's all going to be worth it for something. It's all going to be. Do you think towards there's something. a little bit
2: of truth to that? Because I, I I was having this discussion with someone the other day. I was talking about you ever seen that? um that's a i think it's a like a coming of age practice where you they've got this like wicker basket like mitten and it's got a bunch of ants in it and you put your hand inside of the mitten and the ants bite you on your hand and it hurts really 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 bad like some of the, the the worst pain you ever experienced in your life like your hand being dipped in lava and it's meant to be a kind of transformational and i kind of think like i see the value of pain to some extent i see the value of being able to toughen yourself to pain or kind of uh, sacrifice a little bit of yourself to your goals and things like that. I think you th- you think maybe otherwise.
0: Or I think it's it's I obviously I think like pain and suffering, like obviously like you know if you're working out obviously it sucks you're tired yeah. your muscles sore, but it's all to to achieve a goal, to reach a certain uh, you know, end goal. The issue is, is that what happens when you kind of get lost when you sort of mm-hmm. and kind of very much like the men in the movie you're doing where they're all striving for this, like you said, the championship, but like a, what happens when I get it, as we saw with Kerry, where he just, the night of winning it, he just, you know, he realized his brother was still dead. He, it, he just didn't mm. really have anything left or two. How much is too much? How much t- mental anguish, how much sacrifice to your personal life, to your mental well-being? Cause we, we could say the same thing for Mikey. Like that was, It's like, oh, no, you just keep pushing, man. Just keep trying as hard as you can, no matter how much it hurts. In that case, we recognize, well, no, there was a time when he should have stepped back, stopped us. It's not worth all of the pain you're going to go through. Not to say, like, you shouldn't go through hardship. But if that hardship, it's just needless suffering, where do you call it quits? When do you put a stop to it?
1: It can be a positive thing to experience, like, you know, trials, tribulations, because that shit is just going to happen. It's a part of life. So it, it can be good to experience that and get through it and go and grow through it, because like suffering happens, pain happens. It's a part of life. It ain't just about all just working out. You're gonna go through times right. when you have mental anguish, physical anguish, emotional anguish, all sorts of fucked up shit is gonna to happen to you. But what what I agree with Mag is like some guys get so caught up in just the suffering itself, and it's just drowned out in a sea of blackness, of just a sea of suffering. And it becomes mm-hmm. like suffering just for the sake of suffering. Or I'm strong; I can take it. Put all your suffering That's on me. Like I don't deserve, or I don't need love, kindness, tenderness. I won't accept someone else's love, kindness, mm-hmm. and tenderness to like free myself from that. Because like that was another big ass thing that was missing in all of the brothers' lives, except for uh, except for Ke- Kevin. Kevin. And he was fucking that up at one point. Like he was lucky. Yeah. You know, he had a good woman.
2: He pulled it in, yeah, yeah. And, and and she was patient. You know, understandably, I mean, motherfucker had a, l- had a lot going on, so, yeah.
1: But, yeah, so, I mean, like, I just feel like, especially like, if you are a man, because say what you want, as if you're like a head man operating in society, like, you do kind of mm. have to have a certain uh, toughness to you, but also you have to have a it's kindness expected. to you. Hmm? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a- expected, yeah. It's expected, but you should have a kindness to you, and you should be given that space. To be able to be kind and be soft and not always have to fucking be strong. We humans like just like anybody else. And men need to hear that, know that and be given that space to just be a fucking human being and not just try to be fucking strong all the time.
2: For me, the question that that brings up is how do you teach a man specifically what healthy quitting looks like? How do you teach a man when to quit? How do you give him space when you're raising him, for instance, to go? Because that's that's the thing that I struggle with because there's elements of what the father did. Like I I think the way the father uh, conducted himself just went all the way off the deep end straight into evil. But I've seen so many other portrayals of fathers where it's like this is kind of on the fence because sometimes you do have to push the people that you're responsible for to go a little bit beyond what they might have otherwise. You know, your kid... They, 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 they scratch their knee one time in soccer practice and they go, I, don't, I never want to play soccer again. And you kind of have to go, look, I know it seems like this is the end of the world, but in the larger context of your life, you're going to have more situations than this. And I want you to try again. If you want to quit again by next summer, then we can quit. So how do you provide that space to be like, look, Mikey, you maybe want to play music, but let's be realistic here by the you time suck. you get through university you <laughs> suck by the time you get through university you lose your hair you know what I'm saying you're not particularly handsome you're really low key not that good at it cool you are gonna get some pussy in college because people like musicians and then what do you have but this wrestling shit this has been feeding our family for generations do you are you sure you want to give it a try now still at the other side of this you kind of I don't think that can you make a living from this is the end all be all of what you should encourage your children to do. I think that's also toxic thinking, but sometimes you got to push them a little bit, but when, when
0: do you know when to quit or how do you, how do you find ways to balance? So like, for example, one thing that I often hear when I would be arguing, like for women entering like STEM fields, it can be very discouraging for a woman to go into say, like maybe she really wants to be a, a STEM major or mathematics or, physics, whatever, and she kind of has to deal with the deridement of her male peers who don't want to see her there. And one of the arguments that people often use is, if that was enough to discourage her, then maybe she didn't want it hard enough. Maybe she wasn't. Bullshit, yeah. But that's, yeah, exactly where it's like, in some cases, it's like, yeah, you do have to put up with bullshit. Yeah, you do have to put up with like what people say, what they think, and you kind of have to overcome that, of course. But there is a limit where it's like, I'm not stepping away because I don't want to achieve this goal. I'm stepping away because I'm afraid that the cost of achieving this goal is going to cost me every other facet of my life, my family, my mental health, my well-being. It's like, you know, it's, could I sit, like if I really wanted to be like the best streamer in the world, I could just sit in this room Straight 15 hours a day and just try it and break up with my girlfriend and never see my family but is that
2: do it bro do it I'll watch yeah let's go that that
1: silver plaque is gonna turn gold in a month baby
2: yeah that's what I'm saying man (laughs) you gotta get the diamond plaque bro (laughs) you're not hustling hard (laughs) enough I'm gonna get one even
0: beyond that I don't even know what it is yeah it's made of rubies and shit I don't know it's made out of black (laughs) dark (laughs) matter but yeah it's like and then but even even if we did say that let's say like 30 years later I did achieve it I'm like the most streamed youtuber ever most subscribers and I've achieved it but i have no girlfriend no kids no family no parents it's what are we like where was the million views but no vision
2: yeah i feel you no but see like i think we look at sacrifice from like this legacy historical lens where it's like we you know we look back at she was the first woman astronaut she was the first black man to swim in a pool and it's like you look back and you go wow that must have been like amazing to fucking, to fucking do this, to be that person because you achieved it and you try hard and it's whatever. And it's like, yeah, she died of radiation poison at, at, at 27 and he you know was drowned by a, a mob of ra- And it's like, from a historical standpoint, we look and go, this person was important. Martin Luther King was important. Mary Curie was important. Malcolm X was, was important. Joan of Arc was, <laughs> was important. And when you look at that, you for, kind of forget, like, but this was somebody's life. You know, some people get 80 years, some people only get 15 years, some people get 35 years or whatever. And it's like, what do you want your, what do you want the, the ingredients of your life to look like? And even if you have a life that people look back on and go, that was great, and you move the culture forward, what does it really count for if you were miserable the whole time and you never really connected with anybody and you never got to know love or any of that? It's like, yeah, cool, maybe, maybe you were the greatest, but were you happy? So if you want to go into the STEM field,
0: is it worth it? And to, um, to Josh, to your point about like these guys who kind of feel about like they're suffering, who kind of get lost in the sauce where they're like, just like this endless sea of suffering and they kind of convince themselves, no, 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 it's, it's going to matter. I'm going to matter to someone.
2: Mm.
0: One of the big parts of the pathology of any sort of like mass shooter or like spree shooter is the sense that I will be remembered for something after I'm gone it can be something horrible it can be yeah. the worst thing imaginable but people will still know i was here i made some sort of impact it's scary to think that like a lot of young men are put in this position where they're so focused on not even like their day to day life but what people are going to say about them after they're dead which is like yeah. it's like i mean why are you thinking about i think about that's every that?
2: everybody not just not just guys like that's a uh... I think every if we we put that lens on everybody who's trying to achieve something to yeah. the sacrifice of their own life.
1: And that's the thing, though, because it just goes to show you it's not even, like, about a gender thing. It's not about a man, woman, or, like, you know, all the good people that fall in between and outside of it. It's just something that's wrong in the fucking ecosystem, point blank, period. And it's, if you think about, like, how the media presents things, it's a lot of fear-mongering. Like, fear baiting is a very popular way to get people to engage, to drive, you know, revenue, to drive traffic, to drive numbers, clicks. It really just boils down into money. Like, it's very evil in terms of, like, what it's actually doing to the American people. And it just creates this vacuum of just fucking toxicity and suffering. And, like, again, like, it's not even just about men and women. But I know a lot of, there are, there are times when it's quite clearly shown where people don't give a fuck about how a man feel. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I you mean? Know,
2: I saw somebody say, "Yo, if 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 men are doing all this suffering and silence, why <laughs> the fuck do I keep hearing y'all crying?"
1: Like,
2: uh, <laughs> <I was laughs> like, oh my god! I was Like that's that's funny, that's, but that's uh, kind of damn. the point. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Good <laughs> one. <laughs>
1: but but, <laughs> but but you're wrong for that. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like and it's like it's because it's a thing of like we we have to be in it together. And Again, I do stand on the thing of hey. It starts. <clears throat> it starts with men, and how we treat one another, and how we raise our kids. And we are, you know, on a much better trend. Um, you know, as of like our generation, the generation, bef- generation before us, generation before us. Yo,
2: that was a, one other thing I was thinking while I was watching the movie, but where I was like, yo, if this what the dad is like, imagine what his dad was like. Because yeah, I know in his head he was breaking generational curses with his
1: wrestling shit. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Bill would joke the whole movie, bro. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, how's it go? <laughs> it was like, um, he was like, my dad never, like, hugged me. And, you know, he was like, my dad, like, was not, like, a loving home. It wasn't da da And he was like, yo, man, I, I, you know, one day I asked my mom, like, you know, what's, what's kind of up with that? Like, we never hug, we never do all this da da And she was like, well, your dad said that if we hugged you, it would make you gay. <laughs> and... What <laughs> movie <laughs> was this? It was, it, was, it, was, it was in a Bill Burr stand special. Stand-up but check this yeah. out though. Check no. this out though. That's true though. But the thing is, whoa, whoa. Um hey. but the the switch from it is, is that Bill Burr's dad was abused by his father mm. and like was took and went and had a much it had a much harder life than what he put Bill Burr through, although Bill Burr's life was kind of rough from the love love that he got from his dad. But it was still better than what was done to him.
2: Yeah, no cuz you know this wrestling dude is probably getting beat the beat the cuz he never, he one thing he didn't do, he never beat the shit out of the kids or at least yeah. we didn't see that. Yeah. He never beat them. So it's like he probably in his head he was he's like I'm going to get all the kids on a farm and I'm going we're going to wrestle and we're going to get we're going to get out the hood with this shit. I'm going to raise them the way my father never did and I'm going to show them that they can be great. Damn, I killed them all.
1: Fuck. Directly, I thought I was so
2: close. Yeah, not di- I directly murdered all my babies. Bon Air's curse.
1: God damn it. Damn Ah, it strikes Aris
2: again. Curse. It has nothing to do with me. It's <laughs> the magic of the universe. It was their damn again. fault. Yo, they
1: should have been there for each other.
2: Yeah, they should have. Yo, also, what the fuck were they farming on that? Because it just seemed like a like a, <laughs> like a like a like a gay, like broke back mountain jean shorts and cowboy boots Yo, man, walking around not doing anything.
1: Draws is insane. <laughs>
2: I'm like, on? I'm talking about like
1: dick all up in the camera. <laughs> goddamn. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> just how, yeah. It was, ve- I
2: was very erogenous. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. We see you. Uh, we that's see right. you yeah, Jesus. yeah,
0: Whenever you would see any animals Give an on ass the and thighs farm, Dewey. we? There no. were no animals. No. There
2: was no corn. It wasn't no carrots or nothing. What was that farm? It was just on a farm. It was just aesthetics. It was just like, ooh, I'm a cowboy.
1: Like what, what was this farm about? I mean, they had plenty of corn and like wheat products on the table. And they always had but a full where they ass spread from? for dinner. They did. The food looked good.
2: The biscuits, biscuits and bacon and eggs. Okay, I'm, yeah, oh, it
1: would look okay, not great, yeah, but fair, it was fair. it was you southern. Know, you know I mean, hey, you, you, it's hard to fuck up biscuits, bacon and eggs. Well, it's easy to fuck up biscuits if you're making them from
2: scratch. But I agree.
1: Yeah, true that. I don't fuck with biscuits anyway. But anyway,
2: you don't eat biscuits.
1: No, don't like them. Never do. Ah, that's crazy. Man. Unless they're like smothered yes. in gravy, I can't do it either. Too bready. Mm. Oh,
2: I love. Oh man, <laughs> I used to when I was young. I used to pork gravy on <laughs> smothered on on biscuits. Oh man, I don't know how a I didn't die. Little boy, right here. Oh man, a little back big. Oh. It went all the way to the front. <laughs> my back grow bigeth. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, thy <laughs> thy wings be done. Come. <laughs> <laughs> thy hunger be done.
1: <laughs> in uh, my bed, as it is in heaven. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that farm. I don't know what was going on with that farm. Yeah, no. Yo, do y'all think? y'all think that kevin should have got his family out of out of wrestling entirely because that was the thing that i was thinking where i was like because they show you that like in the in the credits they show you like they still on that wrestling shit. they're all wrestlers they're all it's still all of that and he's still teaching the kids how to wrestle and all that and i'm like man that's it, it reminds me of soul food like you we're gonna pause this for the benefit of all y'all who never saw soul food soul food is a movie about a big humongous black grandmother aptly named Big Mama. Big Mama demonstrates her love by feeding herself and her offering enormous amounts of pig logs.
0: Then, get this, Big Mama's arteries are so clogged, they gotta amputate her arm.
1: It was her leg!
0: Right, okay, whatever, leg. Then, she dies of a heart attack,
2: <laughs> or another stroke, or something.
0: God called her home. Gotcha
1: and what does the family do
2: after she dies they get together for a sunday dinner and eat the same food that just killed big mom the same food they didn't learn a lesson nobody went on a diet and that's the end of the movie all that shit happened and y'all still doing the same shit to kill the whole family
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's like a different drive and motivation behind it now though like yeah because this dad was on some we get in this belt or we dying trying each and every one of y'all. Oh, it's only one left now. And I ain't. guess it's up to you. Yeah, so yeah, so the whole motivation behind it is totally different because like they love the sport of wrestling and he loved wrestling with mm-hmm. his brothers. So I can do understand you. passing that on without the crazy expectations.
2: I guess then that raises the question of like how long after a funeral do you get back to business?
1: That motherfucker got back to business the same night, nigga.
2: No, it was during the service. He was like, "So
1: look, they was they was still in the fucking suits. They was like, but, they the was back, at like, home though. They was still they got, yeah, yeah. they got back home, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. were still in the suits. But Mac, he was about still to still had a something.
0: fucking tie on. It's hard because like is keeping himself and his children from doing something they might potentially love is that kind of letting the father win? Is that almost like letting the curse carry on in a sense of? It's still controlling our lives to an extent. Or should we? Uh, yeah. We are able to wrestle to, like Josh's point, without the expectation, without the toxicity that has plagued I mean, us our like whole lives. We're yeah, we're almost taking it back in a way. We're taking yeah. no, wrestling back. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. But
2: wrestling does seem like an inherent, like it, it actually inherently seems like an injurious kind of practice. From us, like, like a I don't know if they still physical. From a physical After, perspective. Yeah. Like, it's like you're you're cutting yourself and you're injuring yourself and you're slamming your body down. You're doing all this kind of stuff. And it's like, this shit just isn't good for you.
1: I mean, no.
2: I, Yo, at the beginning, I thought Zach Efron was – I thought he had p- got paralyzed. I was like, oh, wait, we get getting straight into the curse. <laughs> <We get laughs> like when he got slammed on the ground. The yo, God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the first fight. He's already gone, you know. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's no – it might be like a little bit more dangerous than, um like, you know, football – rugby yeah. like whatever other contact sport you know what I'm painting saying? play yeah you yeah. can fuck well i tell you that guy during carpal tunnel ain't no joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i lost i lost a few people to that Hell one. yeah, yeah shoot. it's true now mm-hmm. all of them taking your, your good hand seize up yeah taking your strong yeah, yeah. hand yeah um can't make,
2: can't make the mashed potatoes the same mm-mm. ruins the holidays
1: making goop scoop with the got during strong hand um
2: uh, my back big but my hand small <laughs>
1: A big back and a small hand is a crazy combination, goddamn. <laughs> You're just shoveling it in Yo. one teaspoon at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh wee. Love in every bite, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one part that did kind of,
0: I don't want to say take me out, but I just kind of took me by surprise was the scene where, was it when Ric Flair comes up to oh, Ephron yeah. after he loses the fight, I think. And we have like an extended scene of the dude doing kind of like the Ric Flair. Yeah. And I Stuff, didn't really yeah. get that part. I was like, I didn't really understand the. Was it supposed to show like, like Ric Flair is someone who's like, look, man, wrestling's awesome and fun. And then they're sitting there like miserable. They're supposed to be. I love that enjoying scene. this, but I. Because d- apparently
2: Ric Flair didn't fuck with that scene, but I was like, he's the realest. Mo- like his view seemed like the healthiest. Like. Y'all niggas really back here crying and, bro, it's it's fake. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, chill. Let's go get a beer. And they were like, nah, we got to be sad and suffer because you beat us." What you mean I beat you? It wasn't a fight. So, they yo, told I us who was give gonna win. You a
1: rematch anytime, any you won, baby. You a crazy motherfucker, like You <laughs> great. Let's grab a drink.
2: It almost I was like, "This is the this is the healthiest person in this movie." It is clearly not,
0: but okay, but yeah. It almost that's what I like. It almost I know, made I'm the tripping. whole. It almost made everything more like not humorous, but, like, absurd, ironically, like, tr- yeah, ironically absurd, the fact that, like, you know, not, I think it would have been just as absurd if they were talking about, like, the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup, but the fact that it's, like, we're talking about, like, professional wrestling here, and we're getting so, it's just, oh, my God, and you and you've ruined your life over this?
1: Even if they, you get it,
0: it's just yeah. this,
1: it's like, yeah. And the daddy was, tr- like, this, at first this motherfucker was just trying to get the regional belt, not even the worldwide <laughs> belt. Like it just the the goal post just kept getting moved. Was so st- mm. it, he just kept getting greedier with it. But anyway, but um, but no, like that Rick Flair. I'm glad you brought that up because I did not care for the person that played Rick Flair. I didn't like the oh. Rick Flairs monologue. Like they okay. that mo- that dude they could have got Will Ferrell from Eastbound and Down to play Rick Flair in that <laughs> movie if they cast him. Mm. Rick Flair. Yeah, oh, that wasn't yeah, my So, so you boy. didn't like it? It just did. It, it, I, I did. I was not getting the real Nature Boy from him from that performance. That's ah. that's what it was. Not the stealing and dealing, styling and profiling, mile high shit, <laughs> flying, whoa! Like I, I wasn't. Oh, he wasn't um, delivering. It was he wasn't giving. He wasn't what? giving. Interesting thing about Rick Flair, though. If I'm not mistaken, he, and please forgive me if I'm misspeaking here think he might have lost his son to a suicide or his well i know his son for a really, fact flair? yeah or i know for a fact his son died let's see because he had like problems with drugs if i'm not mistaken or it was an overdose or something like that might have been an overdose um...
0: but he definitely lost his
1: son and that fucked him up
0: oh yeah read flair uh flair was found dead in his bed at a residence in south park neighborhood Shroud. Uh, 25 years old drug overdose of heroin and traces of prescription tranquilizers so it looks like it was an accidental overdose when he was yeah. 25 years old. Fuck.
1: Yeah, kind of on some similar—I eh, don't want to say similar, but you know, the tragedy of losing the child. But like he was, cause I, he was ta- He was telling the story of, about their relationship um, on Club Shay Shay, mm. and uh, he broke down and was crying about it. It was very emotional.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine losing a kid. I don't know how lo- like how you even come back from that. And I know most people really kind of don't like it destroys your relationships and you start to, you feel guilty for having happy moments and shit like that. So I don't know. That's tough. I suppose it's, yeah, at some point you do move past it, but.
1: I don't think you ever move necessarily move past it. It's just a thing of life goes on and you have no choice. Either you sit and wallow in it and destroy yourself and the people around you or you find a way to cope and find happiness throughout like the days Mm. and also forgive yourself go back to work you know yeah but yeah i know a lot of people say like you know that's the worst thing like a a parent should never bear their child
2: yeah because apparently back in the day that used to just be what what would happen like you would have five or six kids and you know like only two of them are gonna make it out and so i don't know what like i don't know what their grief looked like back in those days when you just yeah just a a bunch of your kids die because nowadays we only have one so that's you know different
1: I don't yeah like nobody when it comes to like it's like your mortality no one ever wants to think about it like not at least the majority of people like don't want to think about you it know. and trying to do all that right because I mean like it's it's crazy because say for instance like you know someone who sells like life insurance I used to do that shit mm. and bro like oh wait you did yeah bro, I tell you yeah, oh. yeah I used to sell like you know life insurance as part of whatever but
2: you used to sell the fuck out of it huh
1: huh hell no I hate sales Oh, um, <laughs> but it's, kind of like, <laughs> it's just difficult
2: to have. Those what about when you die, sir? I don't want to think. Right, about it's that. like you know. What okay, I'm saying? okay hey, sorry. Bye. Do you
1: have anything set up? You know, because I mean? you know, you if you don't have anything set up, you know, because black people, with a number one like group, and that's that has to that's forced to you know pass the Scramble. pass the hat after a loved one mm. dies, and like we and that puts our loved ones in a in a tough situation. They're like, oh man, I hear Drew. you, I hear you. How much is it going to be? Well, good sir, that's going to be an extra. Two hundred and eighty dollars a month for for this permanent life insurance. That a, you know what I'm saying? So, but but anyway, I digress. It's just people when people think about their mortality, it's not a pleasant conversation, and a yeah. lot of people don't want to want to think about it, especially in terms no. of my like finances that come along with it. But anyway,
2: no, I'm not trying to yeah, because it just I don't like th- I don't like thinking about pl- less less so now, but I do not like the idea of planning shit in a world where I'm not even there. I'm like I'm dead, bro. I'm dead.
0: It's very straight. we are talking about you know, especially like funeral. I feel if my like girlfriend, if I were to die, my girlfriend spent more than like fifty bucks on a funeral for me. I'd be pissed. Like you'd have yeah. money you going on a vacation. Uh, yeah, they crazy. give you a plastic bag. To they put you in a, in a glad bag. Oh, they can't no. because <laughs> no, cremation do is do actually really expensive. They give me like the... yeah, just put the whole thing in a plastic bag. Here you go.
2: That's fucked up because. And then where do they, Where's the plastic bag go?
1: Throw it in the ocean. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That
0: can't be good for the that can't
2: be good for the ocean. No, no, true, I'm, true. Yeah.
1: Ah no, nah, it's your ashes. Like you know, it's going back to the earth. It's just it's just nutrients for oh, the when earth. they burn you. Yeah. True. I mean that's fertilizer. I mean, hell, even if they put up... never mind, that's too dark. Um Hey, what's up? I was about to say even Let's if they just the put like a it. whole <laughs> dead body in there, you know what I'm saying? Like that's still technically. That's still fertilizer for the earth. But see,
2: I feel like we got, too much, we got too much chemicals in us. I feel like you throw a person in there, it'll fuck the whole ecosystem <laughs> up. I mean, Plus the couple. plastic bag.
0: All the microplastics and whatnot.
2: Yeah, but it... Oh, yeah, look, one person is probably not going to fuck shit up, but it, but it will make the beach less pleasant
0: in general.
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mac on that one. Like, I know I, I definitely do want to get uh, cremated. Like, it ain't, no, ain't got to do all this grandiose, you know.
2: I want them to embalm me in resin. <laughs> like uh, Han Solo type shit. I want to be. I want them to make me into like a coffee table or like a living, yo, like a living statue in the living room with like a light, like LEDs underneath to like yeah. light my body. Like, yo, you like, know what I mean? To keep watch over
1: my family, you know. That might be kind of lit. Like, and I'm, then they sa- pass I'm trying you, to tell you, like, it's they pass you down from generation to generation, like
2: exactly. And then as new, you know, members of the Overgold clan, like, die, they we all get resonant And then it'll be a big halt by the time Ooh, it's, you like know, uh, Tina Overgold. Like on some. A big hallway. Yeah, some like some Avatar shit. Exactly, what I'm saying, yeah. You can come in, activate us, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it would be the, the hall of the Overgolds. Oh, man. It'd be, i it, fuck with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I can
1: imagine, like, 200 years down the line, like, your great-great-great-grandchild or some shit is getting bullied, and then he just enters the into the the over gold state and then like all of y'all in the resin just <laughs> eyes light up and then you, <laughs> then he just starts getting like all these Start verbal break dancing <laughs> <laughs> karate skills and shit yeah you know you really we don't have to do this. that from yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's
2: that <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> he makes it sound I ch- <laughs> uh, yeah that's all I want that's all I want i think that's a good way to go out
1: yeah yeah speaking of good ways to go out good people Mm. It's been your boys waving He's the red flag, <laughs> waving the red flag podcast. <laughs> if your uh, parents are, um, you know, is raising you to only achieve their goals in life, you might be seeing a red flag. And if mm-hmm. your motherfucking daddy only just got you around to get a goddamn <laughs> W. Plastic the fucking plastic n-w-a not even the w-w-f the w-w-e-w-c-w world champion championship belt nigga it's definitely your daddy that's waving the red flag good people it's been waving yes, the red flag see. podcast it's been josh it's been eddie it's been Yo. macabre storytelling mac where can they Hell find here. you
0: uh here on youtube under macabre storytelling and that is spelled m-a-c- Oh, M-A-C-A-B-R-E, yes.
1: I was about to get you. Don't worry yeah. about it. I had to think about <laughs> yeah. it for a 2nd <laughs> Sorry. <know>? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Storytelling with a Y.
1: Yeah. Not a nine. Absolutely. Mm.
0: Finally, We finally got the pronunciation down. I think we finally res- settled on a proper Oh, one, that's sort of. So, that's sort of. Yeah. We, yeah linguistical on this podcast. <laughs> we know we can say all the words. Exactly.
1: Exactly. We know all about that. Yeah, one of my superpowers is being able to, like, you know, pronounce people's names correctly off the first or second try. I've seen him do it. Mm-hmm.
2: I've seen him do it. they okay. always be so impressed, we,
1: and give kick-ass. Yeah,
2: she would tell Edu4 He got it immediately first time.
0: And give kickass wrestling like intros
1: to the guests. Yeah, you know, yeah, I made. Welcome, welcome brother. Did a thing that was awesome. I <laughs> hey, appreciate you. You know what I mean. I'm in the that's right place. The we're all in the right place. That's for sure. That's what
2: we're meant to be. Absolutely.
1: Hey. Peace, y'all. We love you. Oh, and Alvin, we like know, to shall be you know should be returning next. He'll week. be back. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh,
2: oh, yeah. for any of y'all watching. <laughs>
1: I totally, totally forgot that <laughs> yeah. shit. Totally, Where they gonna find I, us I at? I was <laughs> like, yo, for real, cause I was like, I was like,
0: man, He's I'm so missing giving.
2: I miss He's so good, it feels yeah, right,
0: good. <laughs> I love this podcast, but I yeah. can't watch another
1: episode. Oh my no God. Yeah, that, damn. Well, yes. Where do I find more? Don't forget subscribe? to subscribe? Like, I don't know. Don't forget <laughs> to like, comment, subscribe the notification yes. bell join the communities across the platforms if you have not done so already the benefit of it is that you will get f- additional content and uh, outtakes um, access to the lives all that good stuff is in the memberships across our platforms such as of course YouTube, Spotify and you know wherever where else you know you fuck with us and listen to us at so yeah we'll see you around
2: Patreon, all those. Patreon, all yeah. that kind of
1: stuff. Burr, 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 burr. It's the Iron Claw. <laughs> it's the Iron Claw! You got to put pressure on his skull, man. Jesus. Yo, you saw how old Like boy, this. Saw, I never heard. Saw, like this. You saw how David powered it up when he put the one hand over the claw, nigga? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh. What exactly
0: Ratchet. was he doing? Was it just like just digging just, your fingers? He just squeezing their noggin okay, a little bit. Yeah. He just yeah. squeezing their noggin a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I got you.
1: With the ceiling gotcha. from the purple, the purple color, purple hands.
2: He was, he was really just blessing them. You know what I'm saying? He was he was putting the Holy Spirit in them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speaking in tongues and shit. Exactly. Mama yeah.
1: shame, What is pain to the ground. without pleasure? Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! It's the iron claw. <laughs> it's the iron claw. Iron. That's a red flag.